Well, thank you so much to all of those who have helped to put our worship service together today for Wendy V. Meyer, who was our liturgist this morning, for our Wesley Choir and Praise Team who lead all of our music, for Gary Brubaker, who puts everything together so wonderfully for us. Thank you. We are continuing or closing out our series called Ordinary Saints, um, talking about the saints, um, those who have been maybe those larger than life personalities and also human beings, those people who may have had an impact on our life and our faith, uh, who are part of the great cloud of witnesses, who have done extraordinary things to change the world in, in sometimes ordinary fashion. We've talked about Mr. Rogers, Dolly Parton, Aretha Franklin, John Wesley, and this morning we close with the people of Faith United Methodist Church. So would you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <clears throat> Well, there is a lot of recording of some of what are the last words from people, the things that they said on their deathbed or the last thing that was recorded that they said. Um, some of the alleged last words of some of the famous people before they died, um, James Brown is said to have said, I'm going away tonight. Emily Dickinson said, I must go in for the fog is rising. Groucho Marx said, this is no way to live. Frank Sinatra, I'm losing it. Steve Jobs, oh wow, oh wow, wow. John Wesley, best of all, God is with us. A friend of mine um, lost her husband after supporting his decision to remove himself from oxygen. And as he was breathing his last, um, he grabbed her face in his hands and didn't stop saying, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you, until he breathed his last. If you could plan out what your last words would be, what would they be? Would you have like a paragraph that you wanted to say to um, depart all of the wisdom that you have left, all the things that you've learned in life that you want to share? Would it be a personal message for someone that you love? I forgive you. I'm sorry. Would you try to make a joke? Would it be a single word? Thanks. Wow. Love. What would you say? What would you say if you knew it was gonna be the last thing that you said? Now, we don't always know what the last thing that, uh, that we'll say will be, whether it's on our deathbed or, or just the last words that we utter before something happens. We don't always get the control over that. But if you could know what your last words would be, what would they be? And then how do you take your life? How do you take those last words and translate them? How do you, li how you live your life? I saw an interview with a woman recently who um, read her obituary. She had wrote it a few years earlier, not because she had a terminal illness or for any other reason, but she wrote it because it's the way that she wanted to live her life. And she wanted to make sure everything that she wrote in her obituary was the truth um, and so that she could live her legacy. 
Randy Pausch, who um, was the author of the book, The Last Lecture. He was given three to six months to live. And on month nine, he was asked what it feels like to beat the Grim Reaper. And he said, we don't beat the Reaper by living longer. We beat the Reaper by living well and living fully. For the Reaper will come for all of us. The question is what we will do between the time we're born and the time he shows up. Because when he shows up, it's too late to do the things that you're always kind of going to get around to. Remember, it's not the things we do in life that we regret in life. It's the things that we do not. Death comes for us all. It's one of the facts of life. And this morning, All Saints Day, we remember the saints. And we remember the saints with the New Testament meaning of all Christian people of every time and place. We celebrate the communion of the saints as we remember the dead, both of the church universal and of our own congregation. Today, we remember those who have died and have joined the great cloud of witnesses, the communion of saints. Now, these people are not, who are part of the greater cloud of witnesses, a cloud that contains not only us, but all of those who have faithfully lived and died and are witnesses to Jesus Christ. And this day reminds us of our mortality. And sometimes we try and avoid that with everything we have within us. We try to avoid thinking or even talking about our mortality. We do that through medical advances. Um, Sometimes it's done through beautification. Sometimes just plain old fashioned denial. The truth is we will all die. And For those of us who have lost someone, for someone who in our life has died, we know what that feels like on this side. We know the loneliness, the pain, and the sadness, and the grief that goes along with it. And so we remember those who have faithfully lived and died. We remembered the saints of Faith United Methodist Church from the last year. And as you heard the names, maybe you thought about stories of each of them, or maybe you said a prayer for them. Maybe Bonnie Bawinkle taught you Sunday school. Maybe Al Bawinkle mentored you. Maybe you prayed with Lois Rashashine. Maybe you were in Bible study with Darlene Holdrich. Maybe you talked about Jesus with Keith Wise. Maybe you had your picture taken during VBS by Paul Gonerman. Maybe you were visited by Pastor Bruce James. Maybe you read something by Bob Hendrickson. Maybe you shook hands with Jerry Adler. Maybe you sat next to Joe Garrow. Maybe you shared a smile with Andrew Water. Maybe you sang hymns with Jim Hewitt. Maybe you quilted with Valerie Olson. Maybe you ate a meal with Gary Erdmeyer. Maybe your faith was made stronger because of their faith. Now there are certainly more to remember. People like Joyce Wilhelm, Mary Gentner, Reverend Coates. People like Harvey Grimes, Maxine Miller, Chester Miller. People like Cody Neubauer, Randy McFalls, Jim V. Meyer. People like Dave Carr, 
Don Kabatsky, Pam Waller, and so many more from Faith United Methodist Church who have lived their lives as faithful disciples of Jesus Christ, who have run the race set before them, and we always, always wish that there would have been just a little bit more time with them. But the time they spent with us and lived and taught us about their own faith story, they told the story of Faith United Methodist Church, the story we're continuing to tell, and the story that will be told long after we've joined that great cloud of witnesses. Someone asked me once in going to a new church as a pastor, what is one thing that you always remember? What's one piece of advice that you have? And the one thing that was told to me that I always remember is, there were people there long before you. There will be people there long after you. Christ is always present. Trust in the promises of Jesus Christ and preach the gospel. These stories of people of faith have been told for a long time and stories will continue to be written. What are the stories that we're telling as people of Faith United Methodist Church? Stories about Jesus Christ, about our faith, stories of the gospel. A few weeks ago, um, Stephen and I, my husband, we were, um, we were visiting the areas that he grew up in that I hadn't seen before. And we went to a cemetery where many of his family members and high school classmates were buried. And um, as we were in this Catholic cemetery, we were, um, we were trying to find his uncle's grave. And um, we weren't sure where it was and the offices were closed, so we were kind of wandering around. And he remembered kind of the area that he thought his uncle was buried. Um, and he said he remembered that his uncle was buried surrounded by nuns in this Catholic cemetery. Um, and his family thought that was funny because, well, his uncle didn't really hang out with nuns, if you catch my drift. Um, and uh, so we were looking for his grave in the cemetery, um, surrounded by nuns, and that's all that we knew. Um, so we walked the cemetery, the rows, um, looking at each headstone. And as I walked through this, I looked at each of the names of the people that were buried there. And I read what their headstones read. And then I whispered their names. And then I spoke their names out loud. I didn't know any of these people. And yet they are a part of the great cloud of witnesses. And I wondered what were their lives like? What were their stories? And what are the stories of their faith and their life that are continuing to be told? What legacy did they leave? What impact? Who are these ordinary saints? We did not find his uncle's grave. And we helped to remember the saints buried there. For all the saints who from their labor rest. Now, on gravestones, there's often biographical information. There's names, birth date, death date, and sometimes there's a few other details, things that uh, are names that people are known by, by maybe like their occupation, uh, military service, uh, maybe a family relationship, mother, father. Sometimes there's a few things um, just with that 
you know, biographical information. And sometimes on gravestones, there's these epitaphs, which are a few words reminding of something of the person. Now, I've seen some of the pictures of headstones or gravestones with um, photos of recipes um, from people who said, you'll get that recipe over my dead body. Um, I haven't ever tried to make any of those, but like chocolate chip cookies or banana bread, um, putting that on the gravestone. Um, some other uh, famous epitaphs, Martin Luther King Jr. on his grave, it says, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, I'm free at last. Mel Blanc, who um, is the voice of many Warner Brothers characters <clears throat> on his headstone, um, it says, that's all, folks. Natalie Wood, who was an actress, um, her epitaph says, more than love. Ruth Graham, who was the uh, wife of uh, evangelist Billy Graham, um, she has on her, uh, it's her epitaph, end of construction. Thanks for your patience. Some other ones that read are, the memories of the just is blessed. Another one I saw said, per transit beneficionado, um, which in Latin means, this person went about doing good. That's a nice one, right? If you were to write your epitaph, what would it be? Would it be your last words? How would it be a representation of how you lived your life or something that you'd want someone to remember? Would it be a joke, a spiritual truth, a recipe? Per transit beneficionado, this person went about doing good. What would your epitaph be? What would the epitaph of some of these saints be? Therefore, since we are so surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the rates that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. This great cloud of witnesses, these saints. Now, to be a saint doesn't mean to be perfect. That's something that we're working on. That's something that God is working on with us. We'll be perfected in God's love. And God doesn't need us to be perfect in order to do what God has called us to do and to be. God needs us. God doesn't need us to be at the right place at the right time. God needs us to be who we are, where we are, right where we are. And that's the right place in the right time. God doesn't need us to be perfect. God just needs us, ordinary saints. Nelson Mandela um, has been quoted saying, I'm not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner who keeps on trying. Leonard Sweet, who is a United Methodist pastor and a writer and a speaker, um, he uh, begins his, um, his talks, his presentations, by saying, hello, sinners. And then everyone says, hello. Um, and then he says, hello, saints. And then everyone says, hello. Uh, and he says, well, good, we're all here. Because the truth is, we're both, right? We're sinners, and we're working on how we can be the best we can in this life. 
God's grace is with us in every step of the way. Hello, sinners. Hello, saints. We're all here. What do you hope your last words would be? When you think about what those words might be or the words that you write on your epitaph, what do you need to do in your life to make them to be true words? How do you need to live your life to make the words on your epitaph be a representation of you? To run the race before us with perseverance, with joy, surrounded by this great cloud of witnesses. Good morning, sinners. Good morning, saints. We're all here. Welcome to the cloud of witnesses. May we continue this work of our faith together, telling these stories, writing these stories, living these stories of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Best of all, God is with us. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, wow. Thanks be to God. Amen.